This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum, the Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Lane Limited, and the CountrySquireOnline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing well. Doing really well. It's a really stormy day here in Jackson, Dude, Mississippi today. Kidding. So I, um, yeah, we, I, I was expecting it to, uh, to not be busy at all, but, uh, the storm brought in all the pipe smokers. And so we had a, had a oh, really nice. busy day. Yeah. So it was a good day. Good Rainy day. weather is definitely, I mean, like, there's something about that idea of sitting on your porch, yeah. the thunder's rolling in the background, you got that cool rain coming in, you're loading up your pipe. Yeah, I, I can see that. Well, and, you know, people also, you know, when you're outside, you you know, people smoke outside nowadays or tend to. So, you know, they want to, you know, come to a place where they can smoke inside when the weather's bad. So, yeah, the the ye old pipe shop is the place to be. I mean, it's, it's it was great. It's your community porch. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, pretty much. It works out pretty well. <laughs> What's yeah. going on with you, man? Oh, dude, I've been uh, I've been busy. Been busy. We actually, uh, you know, for those of you uh, who don't know, I do another podcast called Flash TV Talk about the CW's Flash. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we we are honored to actually go on the CW's Fan Talk this week. Uh, all this afternoon, we were doing kind of a pre-show prep, sound technical test, and all this kind of good stuff. And so, uh, for those of you interested, if you go on the CW Seed, I think is their website, but uh, just do a Google search for CW Fan Talk. Tune in uh, about 30 minutes before the show broadcast on the Central Standard Time or Central Time, and uh, you will see me. Uh, talking some DC TV along with some other great uh, podcasters. It'll be a lot of fun. That's great. It, it's it's a thing. Meh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, as you know, you we're always picking on me about my ignorance about such things. You know, so I I I would tune in just to hear your your um smooth sultry voice. You don't see the great thing is you don't know enough about the Flash to even make a joke that you know is not about it. The Flash. No, I don't. That's, that's the that's thing. The like I mean, unless I <laughs> maybe talked about the one that's on my camera or okay. you know the the thing you do in New Orleans or you know. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mardi Gras, by the way. That came and went. Oh yeah, that was right. Are last you... uh, last week was uh was uh Fat Tuesday mm-hmm. and then and then Ash Wednesday. That's right. Are you yeah. giving up anything for Lent? Uh, this year I did not. This year I, I did not either. I did not. Yeah, I, it kind of snuck up on me, you mm-hmm. know. And so um so yeah, I did. But I've got a lot of friends that are, um, you know, either giving something up or taking something on, which I always think is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that kind of daily, daily thing that uh, pushes you closer to, uh, you know, to, to the father. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it, it is good. I wish I wish I had um, normally I take Lent pretty seriously. But yeah. this year, I mean, same type of deal snuck up on me. And all of a sudden it was Mardi Gras. I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I did eat some king cake, though. Yeah, uh, which is a big deal here. You yeah. know, we're close enough to New Orleans to like kind of have some of that flair. Absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, Fat Tuesday is a thing, so you get all of your uh, debauchery out of the way before, <laughs> before Wednesday when you uh, go and and someone came in the shop and they were like, "Man, Ash Wednesday, I don't even have to go to church. There's there's ashes all over here." And right. I was like, "That's that's too far. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put that. That's under too that. far. Thus says Tobacco Jesus. Right." <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> well, man, we got uh, we got some great things going on holiday wise. Of yeah. course, we've got International Pipe Day coming up this month. Of course, for those of you who are not in the know, that is February twentieth. We hope that you'll be smoking your pipes. Uh, haven't quite yet settled on what exactly it is we're going to do if we do anything, because historically we have not. Yeah, we'll do something. We'll do something. Yeah, it, it will is, be. It will be marked. We can periscope. That, that that's a thing. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's a thing. We've we've periscoped a little bit in the past when we did the long smoke competition here at the uh, the Country Squire, which was a lot of fun. Um, but I will tell you something we've got coming up 
in the uh, the world of the show. Uh, now, those of you who've been listening for a while, you know that we actually do a series called Pipe Culture. Yeah. Pipe Culture is where we take a look of, at, of aspects of pop culture as yeah. they might relate to uh, the culture surrounding the pipe. You know, there's a lot of common threads out there that people who come to the pipe share. And if you walk into any pipe shop in America, you may hear very similar conversations going on, even though these people come together from very, very diverse backgrounds and from different aspects of the, uh, the country. So that being said... We're reopening pipe culture, and we've got a topic. Gonna be fun. We're gonna be talking about hipsters. Oh, it's a little polarizing, right? Is it? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, so so we won't get into it too much, right? Because really, what we want to know is what you guys think. That's right. Uh, pipe culture of the past. We've always gathered up emails and thoughts from listeners, and really let you guys take the reins of the show and and dictate how the conversation goes. Uh, by its very nature, we're not trying to create pipe culture. <laughs> We're trying to study it. Well, we're studying it and yeah. observing it. And as you mentioned, I think maybe before, you know, it was, it's part of that concept of finding the common threads that, that connect us. And, and we found a lot. We've also found a lot of diversity, but, um, we want to explore that. Hipsters obviously are, uh, do fit in, in a puzzle piece into the community. Uh, some of us smoked a pipe before we were hipsters. Some of us are, uh, d- hipster denials, like, like, like we might be hipsters, but we don't call ourselves that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you're looking at me in judgment. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm intrigued. intrigued <laughs> but you know, it, it's one of those things like it, we, we have seen this revival of kind of, uh, old school, um, you know, practices and thought. And of course the hipster culture has adopted some of that. And so we're just kind of, we're just going to explore it uh, so and, and hear what you have to say. Get your thoughts together. We'll be put, posting out a reminder on Facebook and Twitter throughout the weeks uh, as we lead up to it. I think we're looking at uh, not next week, but the next week mm-hmm. uh, talking about that subject matter. So get in your emails today and uh, and let us know your and, thoughts. And, and if our friend Brian Levine has any pictures of himself in skinny jeans, yes. that, those would be appreciated. Yes, we need that. Yeah, we absolutely in, in, need yeah that. anything from the 70s, if he's got, you know, saddle Oxfords or leisure suits, that, that'd be great. Yeah, a couple other things. Uh, here locally at the shop, uh, this Wednesday night, which is uh, February 17th, we've got the uh, Peterson and Ashton Pipe Tobacco event, uh, which we're really excited about. So our friend Vince Jones with uh, Peterson and Ashton of America Distributors, they are the Peterson folks, really gracious folks, and they're going to come down and do a tobacco tasting uh, here at the Squire. So if you're anywhere, you know, in a driving distance uh, listening to this, and uh, of course, this will be the day this podcast comes out. So if you're hearing this uh, Wednesday morning and you immediately are going to cancel your plans and, and take it to the Country Squire. Hop uh, in the car. C- come on. It's a free event. We'll have some adult beverages and a lot of great uh, great tobaccos from our friends at Peterson and Ashton to to try for free. There will also be some specials, uh, which we will announce that evening. Uh, we do have some St. Patty's Day pipes. Uh, which just came in. Oh. And so I haven't announced yet what shapes those are and all that, but that'll be forthcoming. But, specifically Peterson uh, St. Patrick's Day? That, that's exactly right. All right. Yeah, yeah, they're beautiful. Um, so, so yeah, that, uh, also I, I, I feel like we have to mark the fact that a very well-known pipe smoker just passed away. Um, and, and this person, uh, is someone that's, if you're in the world of politics or, uh, government or surely, Justice, you know, you kind of know of this person well, but uh, Justice Antonin Scalia uh, just died. He was 79 mm-hmm. years old. Uh, President Reagan appointed him to the Supreme Court uh, back, I believe, in the early 80s. And um, and Antonin Scalia was a pipe smoker. Uh, he, he was one of the uh, probably, you know, most polarizing figures on the court, regardless of what you thought about him, though. He was brilliant, a uh, very smart man and uh, loved to smoke a pipe uh, from a big uh, Catholic family, kind of New York, you know, kind of had that 
attitude and so very much, uh, you know, life of the party, larger than life and all that kind of thing, uh, as, as polarizing as, as he was, you know, reached out across to people of different, you know, uh, political orientations from himself very often. Uh, and I'd like to think that's, you know, that, that's a characteristic of, mm. of pipe smokers. So, uh, anyway, um, we celebrate Antonin Scalia, whether we agree with him or not. Hey, politics is polarizing. The pipe is not. The pipe is not. No. Common threads. That's so, right. So anyway, just just marking that. Thought it'd be good to mention that. Man, that's good. That's good. Well, let's also mention, of course, as you know, appropriate to kind of touch a little bit on politics, because as we are broadcasting, today is actually President's Day. It is. Yeah. And we're also coming off of Valentine's uh, weekend. So in, in honor of Valentine's and the sweeter things. That's and right. in fact... Some of our presidents who had affinity for cherry trees, we are opening up a new series. That's right. We are actually starting a series called the Top Three. Top Three. And this week, we open it up, uh, given again that it's President's uh, Day as well as coming off of Valentine's Day, with the Top Three Cherry Tobaccos. Mm-hmm. I figured that would be a good way to kind of, you know, ease off the 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 overwhelming joy and the uh, excruciating pain of Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know, ca- kind of come away, you, you, you know, today's Monday after, and so you've got uh, all the chocolates on sale at Walgreens for half off, and so we can go there. Uh, Bo, you probably enjoyed a nice glass of wine uh, with your with your lovely wife, and um, me, I I uh, played Bejeweled on my laptop and drank a whole <laughs> bottle of wine. Uh, uh, no, but- <laughs> actually, I was chasing around children who would not go to sleep until, like, the wee hours of the night, so. Oh, good. And then as soon as I did, I think I passed out on the floor somewhere. Not not from alcohol con- uh, consumption, just from exhaustion. pure exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we thought we'd talk, take this uh, moment, you know, as a top three. We thought it'd be a lot of fun to talk about cherry blends. And, um, you know, when you think of that old grandpa pipe tobacco smell, a lot of folks think immediately of a sweet cherry Cavendish, something that's really sweet, fills the air with a nice aroma. Um, you know, and, and, and you always think of your drugstore cherry blend. It's just kind of one of these things that, uh, you know, you, you, you think of a lot. You equate a lot with pipe tobacco. Every single time a new pipe smoker comes in here, if their experience with the pipe before they walked in was something like that grandpa deal, mm-hmm. they always say, do you have a good cherry blend? Like, show me what you got that tastes like cherry. Well, and and a, it's a real common theme. Appropriate that we, we mentioned the pipe culture at the top of the show, because back when we did our pipe culture episode on origins, um, it was a very common thread. A lot of people had cherry tobacco, regardless of what their opinions are about it today. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have that tied to their origin. It really is. And of course, there's been a variety of cherry tobaccos over the lifetime of pipe smoking. Now, it's funny, you get on a lot of these online forums, you know, and, and we're obviously both, we're plugged into the online community by nature of being a podcast. A little and, bit. And now being on, uh, you know, YouTube and that kind of thing. But cherry tobaccos amongst, you know, those that profess to be uh, real connoisseurs of the pipe mm. uh, are are kind of looked down upon a little bit. You, you, you've got those those folks out there that uh, you know uh, w- would rather you know put sawdust in their mouth than a cherry pipe tobacco. Well, it gets to that tobacco snob level. I, I, right? I think it's part of that, and and I understand that. You know, I'm, I I don't smoke a ton of aromatics myself, but you know, in the world of pipe tobacco, cherry tobaccos uh, have such a important place. Um, because of kind of, you know, just the, the nature of what they are. Is it the Jar Jar Binks of pipe tobacco? It, it might, it might be. Mm. No, I, no, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. That's awful. Some people don't love put that on cherry. Look, no, no, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Some people, especially younger people who are first right? getting into Star Wars for the first time, right? saw Jar Jar Binks and loved the character. But as they grew older, they, their tastes may have changed. 
Yeah, but it, there's an entire generation of people that Jar Jar Binks was their entry into Star Wars. I don't think I'm necessarily, I think I'm just, uh, noting the polarizing nature of Cherry that, Tobacco when comparing it to the Jar Jar Binks of p- Tobacco. That, that's fair, but I don't, I don't feel like murdering cherries, you know? I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't feel like wow. destroying them as a, as a, uh, you know, species. Like, I, I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah, the Gungans are not, uh, not as, <laughs> not as lovable to me. You still uh, gonna smoke a, the cherry tobacco? It's, it's terrible, right? <laughs> no, I, you know, cherry blends have their place, and we, we obviously have several at the Squire that we'll talk about later, but, uh, we wanted to talk about kind of the top three cherry blends of all time. Uh, according to John David Cole Tobacconist. So, right, right. Uh, you know, even though you've got folks out there that don't smoke cherry blends a lot, you might be familiar with other cherry blends. And I'd love to hear, um, maybe your top three cherry blends. Um, and, and so th- this is, this is me. Th- this is where I come so, from. So what are we going in? Three, two, one? We can. Okay. Should, should we go in three, two, let's one? Do, let's do three, well, two, let's one. Let's do three, two, one. Okay. Okay. Um, the first, first one I'll mention, uh, number three is going to be the, um, uh, Sam Gay with Celtic Talisman. Uh, tobacco. Now, Ooh. this is a this is an interesting pick, and I and I chose it because gay with tobaccos are always very high quality. This is a tobacco that obviously you know Sam Gay with spent a ton of time working on. Um, it, the flavors are going to be relatively nuanced for an aromatic tobacco. Uh, they you know you open the tin, it's it's generally like most Sam Gay with tobaccos, pretty moist, so you'll probably have to let it dry out some. But uh, this is a kind of a light aromatic with uh, cherry and vanilla topping on it. Uh, and it's one of those that, um, you know, I think it, it carries the flavor throughout the rest of the bowl, uh, which is really nice. The description uh, reads, uh, Bright Virginia's burly black Cavendish topped with a dash of sweet cherry and vanilla, a medium-strength tobacco with a good room note, um, which is, which is you know, just kind of characteristic of Sam Gay with tobaccos. They're all, uh, you know, tend to be, you know, relatively medium-bodied, I, I, I feel like. Um, you've got some that are stronger. But it's a good tobacco. It's one of those that I think if you're a non-aromatic smoker uh, and you want to try cherry tobacco, uh, the Sam Gay with um, uh, Celtic Talisman is going to be one of those that, that you might be able to go to and kind of work in your rotation as an occasional uh, an occasional change-up. Yeah, the, and you said the name of it specifically was uh, Talisman? Yeah, Celtic Talisman. What a cool name. For, yeah, I know, right? I wouldn't associate that name with cherry. The thing is, like, Sam Gay with tobaccos are so funny. Like, you you look at the tin and you're like, oh, it's beautiful, but then it doesn't say anything about the tobacco on the tin. <laughs> right. Like, all their, all their tobaccos, unless it says something about the flavor in the name, you have no idea what it is. Uh-huh. So, it, like, full Virginia Flake, like, you, you smoke that and you're like, oh, well, obviously it's going to be Virginia. But, um, you know, when you look at the this and in the pretty picture on the front, you're like, well, I, I don't know where this is going to take me at all. <laughs> but it took you to cherry trees in Ireland. Man, well, there you go. With a talisman. Yeah, whatever so that, that is. is your number three pick. Here. That's number three. All right. uh, number two, I've selected uh, McClelland Three Cherry. Um, now, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that we're fans of McClelland. Uh, very uh, long-time relationship between uh, McClellan Tobacco Company and in our shop, and we use a ton of their tobaccos in our in our blends. But um, I wanted to mention Three Cherry. Three Cherry is a blend that we don't carry here at the Squire, but I think is worth uh, you checking out at some point if you get a chance. We'll read the description. Uh, it says three deliciously different cherry flavors: refreshing Duke, fermented maraschino. And rich Kansas sweet cherry uh, grace this balanced blend of lemon Virginia and black Cavendish. So, you, you know, you think of three cherry and, you know, if you're like me initially, you're, you don't think cherry is that nuanced. You're like, 
no, it's just cherry. Mm-hmm. But but once you think about it, like there are a lot of different kinds of cherry. Sure. You've got like, you know, the real syrupy cordial cherry and a black cherry and uh, you know, cherries that are, you know, more uh, maybe uh, like when you drink wine, you kind of have that tannin dryness to it. Sure. So uh, che- almost more like a muscadine, like mm-hmm. cherries can be like that, too. What do you call the cocktail tra- cha- cherries? Uh, I th- that's the maraschino cherry. Maraschino, right, yeah, right. which which has been uh, soaked in the um, like a simple syrup. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, what what McClellan's done is they've taken the flavors of the Duke cherry. Uh, it's a semi-sweet uh cherry with a hint of sour and it's more tangy so think about um you know cherry that's going to have that uh a a bit of a sour component to it okay uh the maraschino cherry obviously they put in there which think the cocktail cherry so think like you're making an old-fashioned or a manhattan or something uh put that in there so it's preserved in this simple syrup solution uh and then a kansas sweet cherry which um is actually uh, more of a bright tart pulpy think real bright huh. cherry we've got a tobacco here at the squire that uh really features this kansas sweet it's uh called trumpeter and uh and and it's real bright i always describe it as a bright cherry right. so that's right. uh that that's what that is but um so anyway what mcclellan's done is they've blended these three and and in true mcclellan form uh this is an aromatic tobacco that is not super syrupy. It's just not a really, really syrupy tobacco. So, um, you know, it's one of those that you can smoke it, you'll enjoy it, the room note will be great, but it's not going to do a number on your pipe, that which, seems I, which odd I appreciate. To me. I mean, I, I would imagine yeah. something like that with the with the triple cherry, uh, the three cherry, then it's going to be more of a syrupy. Well, and, and certainly it's a moisture tobacco than, you know, anything that's non-cased or non-aromatic. But um, the thing about McClellan, they do such a good job is they're, they're you know, flavoring process just leaves the tobacco super clean um and, and that's almost almost universal about all their stuff that's just my personal opinion but let me um, ask you this if they're yeah. casing each tobacco obviously the, the each tobacco is going to be cased differently to match the cherries that you described but yeah is it the same base tobacco or maybe that's top secret that i don't know mm. well they, and they say they use a mixture of lemon virginias and black cavendish now mm. Um, you know, what that means exactly, we don't know. McClellan is notorious about, you know, being pretty tight lipped about their recipes and stuff. But, um, but yeah, anyway, that, that's what they've done. It's cool. So I, I gotta tell you, man, I'm not typically a cherry, uh, pipe tobacco, uh, pipe tobacco connoisseur. However, my mouth is starting to water. Is, is your mouth watering a little bit? A little bit. <laughs> what you got at number one? All right. Number one. And, uh, this may, may or may not be kind of a polarizing selection, but, uh, you know, I, you can't talk about the top three cherry blends of all time. Uh, without talking about Middleton's cherry blend. Now, Middleton's tobacco, this is a, this is, this is your grandpa's cherry blend. Okay. This is the blend that you walked into the, uh, you know, uh, save a lot or the, you know, 7 Eleven or whatever. And you're, you're going to buy a cherry blend back in 1964. Like Middleton's cherry is, is what you're going to look for. Uh, it's a drugstore blend over the counter. It's not something you'd probably, uh, find a lot of in a, you know, shop like the Country Squire or, a, you know, fine pipe shop somewhere else. But, um, but Middleton's cherry blend is so synonymous with that 20th century, uh, you know, sweet cherry that you just, you just think of grandpa smoking, you know, mm. uh, which is great. Uh, it's a Virginia's and Burley's with Cavendish, uh, and that bright cherry casing. And, and just think old school cherry blend. It's one of those that, uh, you know, is it going to burn hot? Probably. Is it going to have a really sweet smell? Probably. Are you going to want to smoke it all the time if you're sensitive to, you know, like 
the hot burning tobaccos, probably not. But man, it's a it's Middleton's cherry. Like that that is that is mid century cherry tobacco. Man. So uh, it's kind of what that is. But anyway, Middleton's tobacco. Um, it, my understanding is in 2014 uh, they actually discontinued all the Middleton's tobacco. So and they they left a lot of folks that were so used to these great Middleton's blends from you know the you know decades before. Uh, going away. And so what, what a lot of big retailers have done is they've actually matched the Middleton's blends. And so you can find Middleton's match, uh, around, which is, uh, which is going to kind of pay homage to this cherry of theirs. But I, I feel like you couldn't do justice to, uh, to cherry tobaccos without talking about Middleton's. And, um, so I mean, that's, so you're putting that top tier. Yeah. Do you have a special relationship there? I, I don't. Sh- should should I? I'm just curious. I, I I don't. You know, I I don't smoke a lot of uh, tobaccos that are flavored with cherry. I have I have my personal favorite is ours at the shop, which is called Flambeau. Uh, we've made Flambeau for years and years. Uh, really high quality ingredients. We love that. Um, and and you know, so I I do smoke that occasionally. But other than that, I I just don't smoke a lot of cherry tobacco. Mm. So well, I think I look, man. Sounds like a really delicious selection. I've been, I, you know, I can't get this Jar Jar Binks thing out of my head though. <laughs> and in fact, actually, somebody I think Russ Hicks put it out on the Twitter. <laughs> they suggested that Jar Jar Binks should be the next name for one of uh, one of your cherry tobacco blends. Yeah, you know, we've talked about doing the Star Wars type of uh, inspired blends. We we have the problem, of course, is if you make a cherry blend that's called Jar Jar Binks, you both have the problem of being a cherry blend and being called Jar Jar Binks, and no one would buy it. it no one, right? They they would buy it just to. Uh, Throw it away. So, so you make <laughs> you make a cherry blend, and then you get like you hit it hard with Latakia, and you call it Death to Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, okay, that that works. Boom, that works. Yeah. Man, we someone out there loves Jar Jar Binks, and we're going to hear from them tonight. Um, yeah, <laughs> a, a honorable mention cherry blends that yeah. I I feel like we we have to mention. Um, like I said at our shop, we've got uh, Flambeau, which I love. Uh, Trumpeter, and then another one called Saratoga. But uh, you know, as far as blends that you know you can find anywhere. Um, we've got Jason Cooper tweets in, I've tried CAO Cherry Bomb and Blood Red Moon Cult Cherry, uh, let's see, Blood, Blood Red Moon Cult, uh, tobacco, and he likes both of those. Uh, the cult, he says, was really good. Uh, Lane, very cherry, uh, great cherry tobacco. Mm-hmm. Lane, of course, uh, you know, big, big friend of the show, and, uh, they make a good cherry tobacco. It's very cherry. Uh, Boswell's Cherry Smash. Don't you want to smoke something called Cherry Smash? Uh, no. I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to smoke that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it probably wouldn't be in my regular rotation, but it's like a, ch- it's, it, that, that makes me think of like a cherry limeade from Sonic or something. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 I can see you, it. You see, sure. you see what I'm saying? Um, and then, uh, Mac Baron 7 sees red uh i've never had that particular mac baron tobacco but uh but the reviews are are really good on it so just some honorable mentions there for uh for some other cherry blends yeah actually hot to the love doctor uh put out his three as well which includes the uh, seven seas red from mac baron yeah. lane limited's tk6 and then uh stokeby's take. cherry bonbon yeah oh yeah the cherry bonbon i've heard is good the t- the take six from mcclelland is fantastic really really good stuff yeah. i have had that before fair enough well, good stuff <laughs> Mark Mark VB says uh, Binks blood. B- Binks blood, right? Wait, man, I'm I'm telling you, the Gungan faction of our uh, of our listenerhood is is look. They're going to rise up. Feels man. persecuted. They're, they're going to there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of Gungan love in the future. I have no doubt. <laughs> but uh, but hey, is there a lot of cherry love? We want to hear uh, want to hear your your thoughts on that as well. So, Absolutely. Uh, we'll be posting it out on Facebook. We'd love to get your thoughts on what your top. Th- three cherry tobaccos are. And as we do future top three episodes, I think yeah. one of the things we may do is actually before 
uh, actually having the episode, maybe posting something to Facebook, gathering up your thoughts. It's always great to get the live show and, and y'all's feedback over Twitter, but uh, maybe even just kind of gathering some different thoughts prior to going live. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun just to get uh, more, more, more of, you know, what you guys are all about. And perhaps we got your top three and then a community top three. I, yeah, I like it. Could be kind of cool. I like it. Well, let me tell you something that's not just kind of cool, but really cool. Yeah. That's the great fine pipes from Missouri Meerschaum. Man, we do love a Missouri Meerschaum pipe. Look, Missouri Meerschaum makes a fine, fine quality corncob pipe. In fact, if you know corncob pipes, you know Missouri Meerschaum because they make the best corncob pipes that are out there. And they are, of course, a sponsor of the show. In fact, this show is brought to us by a unique pipe called the Great Dane Corncob. Now, before I talk about the two different styles they have, I was curious, is Great Dane a standard pipe shape? Or is this something that is kind of special to Missouri? You know, Mishon? it's interesting. I have I have personally never heard of a Great Dane shaped pipe before. I mean, you, you are, we're obviously familiar with the Missouri Mearsham pipe, but um, but no, I'm not familiar with one. Okay, well, yeah. so they've got two different styles, which is the uh, the spool and a new one called the spindle. Yeah, and if I'm familiar, the, the the spool has been around a while. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, the, so the spool Great Dane pipe has been around quite some time. And, and think about like a spool that you would actually put like, you know, yarn on or something. Like it's a... It's a spool. Yeah. And if actually, you know, the funny thing is I look at it and maybe it's because I'm not necessarily a sewer, but to me that looks a lot like a champagne cork. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can totally like, see that. Absolutely. Right there. But right. yeah, obviously very inspired by the spool. Yeah. They've also got the spindle. Right. The spindle is really cool because it takes, you know, that, that spool type of look, squishes it in, has kind of almost like a ring around it. Yeah. yeah One, yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, that... When you do, when you do think about like a sewing kit and the string, like that fine string. Absolutely. Yeah. I can, I can totally see that wrapping around this it pipe. It fits right in here. nicely. And that, and that, that, that bulge in the middle, that ring is just in the perfect spot to, uh, to conform to your hand. So yeah. great pipes. Just a wonderful display of what Missouri Meerschaum can do with these, uh, with these amazing corncob pipes. They've got unique shapes like these. And actually in the show notes for this episode, you'll see images for both of these pipes to give you a better idea of what we're talking about. And hey, if you've got a spool or spindle from Missouri Meerschaum, take a picture of yourself smoking it this week. Show some love. Tweet it to us. We'll retweet them out. We love doing that. We love Missouri Meerschaum for helping bring this show to you. Pipe question of the week. All right, my question of the week. My question of the week this weekend. <laughs> kind of overshot it. I'm so it there, excited. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pipe question of the week this week is brought to us by Orlick Dark Strong Kentucky. Man, that stuff is fine. Have you had it yet, Bo? DSK, I have not had man, it Man, it is so good. Every time we get a can of that here in the shop, it flies out of here. But uh, man, Orlick Dark Strong Kentucky, it's their second best-selling tobacco, if I'm correct, in the Orlick uh, line. Well, here's a little tobacco trivia for you. Yeah, what you got? Even though that is definitely the case today, did you know that it was actually discontinued back in 2000? No, I didn't realize that. It was only brought back in 2015 okay. because of the popular demand. Okay. And uh, and has, you know, since become their second best selling tobacco that's out there. Well, when you open the tin, think of, uh, we all love bacon, right? Unless you're like religiously oh, against it. But like, like when you open the tin, think of like, th- think of, I'm religiously for it. Right. <laughs> th- think of, uh, St. Paul was very clear on that. But uh, th- think when you open the tin, think of little strips of bacon. You've got kind of this like middle part that's, that's lighter colored. And then the mm. outer part is, is darker colored. And, and you've got your, your light Virginias and, and more uh, moderate Virginias. And the outside is going to be, uh, I believe a little Cavendish, but, but that sweet, uh, dark, strong Kentucky, uh, dark fired burly. And it's just, 
it's just so good, man. It's one of those tobaccos that uh, is really rewarding, and um, and you'll love it. Man, I can't wait to try it. I might, I might even uh, smoke it next time we're uh, we're broadcasting live. Yeah. All right. So the pipe question this week uh, was written in from anonymous, which makes sense given the question that is asked. It is, how do you recommend someone telling their family, friends, or congregation that they smoke a pipe? Now, this is a really good question because, of course, we do have a lot of people that, you know, that we keep up with through the Facebook messages or even direct messages on Twitter uh, who, you know, they send in great pictures, but they like to keep the fact they're pipe smokers close to their chest. Yeah. How yeah. do you recommend actually letting folks in and be like, yeah, you know what? I smoke a pipe. I smoke a pipe. Yeah. It, it, interesting question. We actually get this more than you might think. And uh, the anonymous person that writes in, he mentions congregation. So you might think there's like a church connection there or, uh, you know, some kind of group that might – uh, you know, not traditionally frown upon it. Yeah, traditionally frown it. You know, you don't don't hang out with people that play cards and chew tobacco and smoke pipes. You know, whatever or dance. Um, I don't or go to those beer or don't drink beer. That just that, well, none of that is fun. I mean, you what know, what universe do those people anyway? Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to go somewhere, but I'm not going to go. There. Don't do it. Um, yeah, but you know, I. He, it it's always it's always difficult you know the, there's that sense of dancing around um it, you know being kind of who you are and 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 what you do there is that sense of um wanting to respect other people's uh traditions and belief systems and so uh, you obviously have that uh you know there's certain people that maybe it's not the wisest thing to you know have a beer around uh you know for a variety of reasons maybe they come from a background that that's very offensive or uh, you know, it might come from a background where that would cause them to stumble or something like that. So, uh, you know, you think about those kind of things. We, I, I actually get phone calls from, uh, from listeners more often than you might think. And, and they go something like this. Hey, I'm a youth minister. I'm a pastor. Uh, I live in such and such state. Listen to the show. I, you know, I kind of know where y'all are coming from and everything on who you're at and what you believe. And like, do you have any recommendations on how to, how to be myself with my pipe smoking in mm. front of, you know, in mm-hmm. front of people that don't know that and might be taken aback a little bit, uh, from that. And, you know, I, I wish I had a clear cut answer for that question. <laughs> we get it a lot. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny. You know, you, you would not think a probably your normal pipe shop would get that question very often, but, um, but I, I do hear that a lot here at the Squire. You know, the thing is, you got to think about the fact it can build bridges too. Yeah. Uh, you know, absolutely. I, I, you were actually telling me, uh, you know, at my church, we just, uh, brought in our new, uh, senior pastor. New pastor, right? And, yeah. uh, you were telling me he, he shops at the shop and, yeah, dude, uh, he's, he's a pipe smoker. He and also it. smokes Parsons Blunt. I had no earthly idea. And was a big was fan a of, uh, McClellan's 2015, uh, holiday spirit. So I, I'm just saying my sense is, you know, always lean toward authenticity, right? As pipe smokers, you know, you, here comes the wannabe counselor kind of coming out uh, in, in me. And obviously we do this a lot at the Squire because uh, when you light a pipe up with someone, they'll tell you literally whatever you want to know. So we, <laughs> we, we have deep conversations a lot at the Squire. But um, authenticity is so important to me. As a matter of fact, I, I kind of in some ways credit it in kind of saving my life to mm. some to some sense like you know being who you really are in front of the people that love you the most and and i, I, I don't want to get too preachy here but i do i do want to say it so i hope no one feels offended but th- there's that sense in which you know when you are authentic in front of other people and what i mean by that is when you uh, are who you actually are in front of other people you're not just doing that for their benefit mm. right you're not just doing that so that they can know you, but you're also doing that so you know 
that they love the authentic you. Mm. So let, let me let me see if I can kind of parse that out a little bit. Like, you know, if I'm hiding this thing back here, whether it be pipe smoking or whatever, and I know you're my friend, but there's that doubt in my mind that you might not be my friend if you knew about this thing. Like, like bless yourself and tell that person that you smoke a pipe. <laughs> you know, like t- like be who you are. Like, but bless yourself. Tell that person you smoke a pipe and and give them the opportunity to care for you, uh, for who you exactly really are. And and I I, I don't know. I I think that sense of honesty and integrity is just uh, it's 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 freedom. You know, that's good. So I, I would I would find you know the people that you think are safest in your community and in your you know whether it be a congregation or group and. Um, and, 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 you know, discuss that with them. Just say, Hey, I'm yeah. going to go have a pipe. Who wants to come? Who wants to come? Yeah. Party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the other thing too, is I would recommend checking out a, an episode we did a couple weeks back with Timothy, uh, about, uh, pipe smoking in seminary. And we actually get very specifically into, you know, uh, pastors, the struggle and, and finding the right moment or, yeah. find, you know, yeah. whether or not it's the right moment and that sort of thing. So it, it, I, I definitely would uh, encourage you to check that episode out. Hey, dude, by the way. Timothy's engaged. That happened Friday night. Can I call him it just one last time just to like put it in context? One time. Guys, the intern is getting married. The intern's getting married. Like it's 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 fantastic. Like t- Timothy, uh, I think he's like twenty four now, twenty three, twenty four. But you know, this is a guy, recent college graduate. He's uh, obviously works here at the Squire. Is such a such an incredible man, and um and you know just young intellectual, uh funny guy just real trustworthy and and hilarious and um i I love him to pieces but uh dude yeah he's uh he's gonna jump the man man. i can't believe it i was so happy when i saw that it was great but you know what's funny is they're getting married like in 80 days like like this thing's on the fast track apparently like dude that's how you do it you lock it down yeah it's it's on lockdown so um yeah he's like you know what we're not gonna fool around we're gonna get this done and uh yeah, so uh, Timothy's getting married. He's eager. I'm hey, excited. look, yeah. y'all, y'all send your thanks. Don't call him the intern, though. Make no, sure you he call really him. doesn't like that. He's, so Timothy is his name. His name is Timothy. So if you come around the shop and uh, you're one of our local folks, uh, be sure to congratulate Timothy on his recent engagement. Absolutely. Yep. Quick fire with the squire. All right, quick fire with the squire. Bring it. All right, this is actually coming from listener Briar. Okay. Who says... Good friend of the show. Pirate or astronaut? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really mm-hmm. good one. Um, Wow. I, I can't believe I have to turn this one down, but I might have to go with astronaut. How about... An astronaut, astronaut pirate. pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, we, there is that concept. All right. right? You, know, so, you know, the spaceship's flying up, then another spaceship comes over and they shoot out like laser beams. Well, I'm just and saying, you know, haul it, it. In, in sci-fi, there's kind of this um, tradition of space navy, uh, you know, uh, themes, right? So it, a lot of times, you know, we, when we think of things flying into outer space, we think of uh, maybe like a jet plane. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of uh, literature writers in sci-fi treat spaceships more like a navy yeah. uh, th- than an air force. And so, you know, if you've got that navy and, you know, maybe you're, you know, have an eye patch over your helmet. <laughs> awesome. I'm just saying. And a, awesome. and a parrot that also has a spacesuit on and a hook. Like the parrot has a hook? Yeah. The, pa- the parrot has a hook. <laughs> I got to oh go with gosh. astronaut. I love it. All right. I'm going to go with pirate. Okay. T-Rex or pterodactyl? Spell with P apparently. Uh, pterodactyl because the, really? the T-Rex has the little stubby arms. Yeah, but I mean. It couldn't hold a pipe in his mouth. 
if it leaned down, it, it, couldn't, it, it couldn't light. It, it could do like a. It couldn't light. It could do like a hookah. No. No, but, I don't think it could do anything. I don't even think pterodactyls. How did T Rexes even like survive? How did they even like make it? If their arms are so small, they didn't. That they, they, they oh, didn't. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> Next question: <laughs> Zeppelin or hot air balloon? <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go with um, hot air balloon because they're safer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that, I, I just when I think of Zeppelin, I think of that giant picture of the Hindenburg, like being caught on fire, and what was that, like New Jersey or something in the 30s. Like, I just don't want to be near that. So, hot air balloon. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, and then finally, and this is so good, Shredder or Doctor Claw? And yeah, I, I, I don't know who Doctor Claw is. I'll get you, gadgets, if it's the last thing I do. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with Shredder, but that's 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 great. I hadn't heard that. Uh. That, that reference good. in a long time. That's pretty good. Hey, it's well right done. There. Yeah, it's well done. Um, Probably because you have the flu. <laughs> right. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go with Shredder as well, uh, just because you actually saw Shredder. You never actually saw Doctor Claw. You're not even sure, honestly, if Doctor Claw even exists. Oh, that's true. Wasn't Doctor Claw more? It was always on the phone. Well, you saw his hand and his cat, and there was one it was time in the, the cat. That's right. Yeah, there was one yeah. time where th- where they actually turned the chair around, but it was just like the hand. Oh, really? And so it was kind of like. You thought you had me gadgets. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I'm going Shredder. Definitely Shredder. Uh, all right, man. Well, great quick fire questions from Briar. Absolutely. Hey, if you got some quick fire questions for us, send them in. CSR at Pottistery.com. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback, we got a great iTunes review in from HLWIII. You want me to read it? Wee! <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, this is a revelation podcast if you're getting into pipes. Good production value and great chemistry between the hosts. <laughs> the hots. <laughs> he says the hots, and I appreciate well, that. You know, you know, thank you. <laughs> uh, between the hosts. Love the live broadcast from YouTube also. Uh, thank you so much. We really appreciate that feedback. Absolutely. That's great. Uh, next one comes from email from CPT Kirk. Uh, Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Yeah, he says, uh, good afternoon, fellow nerds and pipe smokers. That's us. Uh, yeah, I, I guess we wear that as a badge of honor. I right? go with geek, but sure. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Uh, he says, good afternoon, fellow nerds and pipe smokers. I just finished listening to the last podcast and I have one comment to make about Jar Jar Binks. Mm. Oh, wow. You're either Timely. still reading this because of the title <laughs> or you immediately deleted it because of the title. <laughs> he says, anywho, here it is. Uh, here is the Reddit. Let's see. Anywho, here, here's what he does. He sends in a link to this theory. Yeah. Uh, that has been passed around the internet. That okay. What if Jar Jar Binks is actually not this bumbling idiot? What if he's actually the Dark Lord of the Sith and is in fact the res- responsible for, you know, everything, the, the Empire well, rising and everything else? I mean, and, that, and intentionally so. Yeah. I mean, that, that gives me more reason to dislike him, but then that makes him more essential, which means I, I, I can't, I can't, be bitter against George Lucas as much as I was before. <laughs> I, th- I think I think you can if you want to. No, I can't. I, yeah. Th- yeah, I can. I can harbor bitterness if I want. Uh-huh. What do they say? B- r- bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Oh, that's um George that's- Lucas. I'm waiting. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh no, man. No, don't it's go not there. that bad. No, look, <laughs> George. I, I, you know that theory that that is passed around from time to time. I just, I. 
I can't. You're going down a path I cannot follow. It's kind of fun, though. Star Wars what would Star Wars be, especially with these no, new episodes coming out without the speculation? I don't know. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the speculation. That one's too much. I, but anyway, the, it's great because it brings it full circle. <laughs> Reading that prior to starting the show had Jar Jar Binks on the mind. It's so appropriate for cherry tobacco. Yeah, absolutely. Man, who knew that we'd have so much fun talking cherry tobacco? Uh, we really did. I'm actually really enjoying this bowl of, uh, of, of Flambeau that I'm smoking and my Bing's favorite. And I... Uh, I'm gonna if I can keep it lit. That's the problem. I, I'm gonna at some point figure out how to keep it lit. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we've gotten uh, some great, great listener feedback in this week, and if you've got some listener feedback to send to us, send it in CSR at potisteri.com. You can also uh, send it in through Facebook. You can send it in uh, through Twitter. You can also send it in in the form of iTunes reviews. If you head over to iTunes and write us a review, it is a great way to give us that feedback and we help love those. support yep. the show. Uh, if you're not rocking an iPhone and you are rocking an Android, we encourage you to check out on the satchel podcast player currently on android soon to be available on iphone so that's pretty awesome yep uh we also want to encourage you to check out the links to our sponsors including a direct link to the shop at countrysquireradio.com you can also find wonderful products at country squire radio country the country squire online.com that's right you can follow us on twitter our personal accounts i'm at the real bow york i'm at john david cole and you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire or you can follow the show at squire radio or you know what just country squire radio.com we got direct links to all that all of our social information (laughs) and more uh, we also love for you to tune in live, and those of you who do, we really appreciate it. You can tune in live every single Monday night. Here we go. At 6.30 Central, that's 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. CountrySquireRadio.com. That involves, like, math and stuff, and, like, I, yeah, you did well. You know what it is? It's Because the, the funny thing is, it's an inside joke. We'll go ahead and let you on the inside. But in our show notes, the times that I say are right. not the times that are actually in the show notes. But because of the way my dyslexic <laughs> mind works... I kept our old times so that I would have to auto-correct myself with the new times. It's confusing and it's intentionally. I so. think I think my favorite part about the time deal though was when uh, listener Graham uh, walked in the shop one day and got really defensive about how we referred to Central Standard Time. Oh yeah, and it was actually since Central Daylight Time. And, and ever since then, to be honest, we we've had to be careful. No, I, I across all of my shows, honestly, I, it I, changed my life. <laughs> That is not a joke. I I, I don't I, I didn't really know that there was a difference, but the, there is. The more you know. All right, well, hey man, <laughs> let's go have a night. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery dot com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.